Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about the many powerful deities who watch over our every move and could crush us at any point in time. So you better be burning your incense and making your offerings, lest you be smited. My name is Jessica Clemens. I'm here today with off-screen producer, Brandon. Hey, Jessica. So happy to have you back on BQ. So good to see you here. We're always happy to have you here. Uh, And I am afraid of all those gods up there. I pray to all of them. I hedge my bets. You know, just pray to every god that exists. And then that way you're you're never (laughs) wrong. I don't think that's how it... I mean, it could be how it works. I can tell you right now for this big question, I'm going to be learning a lot because... (laughs) Yeah, I think we all I don't know. I've learned a lot. Yeah, what's our big question for today? Give it to us, Brandon. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you sound scared. Oh, dear and you Lord. should be scared. You should be scared, okay? Because we got the premiere uh, of Moon Knight coming. It's it's right around the corner. It's going to mm-hmm. premiere on Disney Plus any day now. And we're getting ready to be introduced to a whole new set of deities in the MCU. More gods! Is there anything more prolific in the MCU than gods? They're everywhere. So many gods. Ugh. So many gods. Um, in case you didn't already know, the Moon Knight series has a lot of close ties to Egyptian mythology. You've kind of seen it in the trailer a little bit if you've never read the Moon Knight comics. It's so closely tied to Egyptian mythology. Uh, it's all over the place. It's going to be really cool. Uh, but if you're like me and maybe Jessica, you might not know a lot about these gods of Egypt. Maybe you saw that movie that was wacky and insane. Uh, I wouldn't take that as gospel. But we're we're going to get into it. Uh, that's Yeah. It, it all leads us to this week's big question. <laughs> who are the Egyptian gods in Marvel Comics? Huh? Who are they? Do you know these gods, yeah. Jessica? Uh, I know the Scorpion King. <laughs> he is one of the many gods. He is the uh, the least realistic looking god of all the Egyptian gods. <laughs> okay, well, to each their own, because I played that video game and nothing looked more realistic than the Scorpion King. <laughs> well, the real life Egyptian gods that we know from our own real world history have a counterpart in Marvel Comics. This is like very similar to how Norse mythology made its way into the comic pages in the form of the Asgardians. You know, they take a little mm. bit of the truth. They sprinkle in a little bit of fantasy and boom, boom, bada, boom. You got yourself a comic book, okay? The gods of Egypt are represented in the comics as the Heliopolitans. Listen, there's going to be a lot of words I say in this big question, and I'm going to say them wrong. Uh, So don't at me in the comics. At least you own up to it. At least you own up to it. I'll give you that. At least you're like, hey, look here. I'm going to pronounce a lot of things wrong, and I'm trying. Jessica and I are are throwing down a blanket apology right now. Uh, If we insult any of your deities or your mythologies, we really apologize. We're trying our best. So we have uh, (laughs) the gods of Egypt. They're they're known as the Heliopolitans or the Aeneid. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's like if the Norse gods are the uh, Asgardians, the Egyptian gods are the Aeneid. Okay? These could be the figures that we saw in a recent Moon Knight featurette. You know, there was this room with all these like Egyptian iconography around it, mm. and these figures and these like thrones. Like these might be the Aeneid that we're going to get to see uh, on this Ooh. Moon Knight series. And the word Aeneid actually means a group of nine. And there were nine little throne seats in that temple. So this is very likely where we could meet all or some of the Aeneid. Wouldn't that be fun, huh? And the Aeneid are a race of deities that come from celestial Helopolis. Is it Helopolis or Heliopolis? Heliopolis. God, f- you, Stan Lee. <laughs> Stan Lee wrote it, so you didn't. Ha- he didn't have to pronounce uh, no. it. He just wrote it. He's no. like, oh, I'm not going to say it out loud. The Aeneid are a race of deities that come from celestial Heliopolis, which is a pocket dimension connected to Earth via a golden bridge called the Path of Gods. 
Again, this is all very similar to Asgard with the Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. Now, the MCU made Asgard kind of this thing that exists in our universe, right? Like it's physic, it's not in another dimension necessarily. Like if you have a spaceship, you can fly to Asgard. You know, we saw that uh, in Thor Ragnarok, right? They went through a little wormhole, but they wound up at Asgard. So they might do something similar with the Aeneid, mm. uh, with the Aeneid and Celestial Heliopolis here in the MCU, where it could be like a planet that's out there in space somewhere. Or they might go with this kind of like pocket dimension thing where it kind of exists in a dimensional plane in between like Earth and, you know, another multiverse, right? Does that make sense, Jessica? Am I talking nonsense here? Oh, this is the... Oh, I'm waiting for the editors to like put a bunch of flying things over my head. I need... Uh, let's get more into it. Let's get more into it and maybe it'll start unraveling for me. I was never good at math. Okay. So you have the Aeneid. They, they come from the celestial Heliopolis, right? Now, there is a real-world Heliopolis that was a major city in ancient Egypt. It was named Heliopolis by the Greeks, which means the city of the sun. Uh, but, you know, that's a very Eurocentric way of looking at things. It had a different name when the ancient Egyptians lived there, right? They called it Inu or Onu. Again, I could be pronouncing this horribly, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> so you have, so Heliopolis was a real ancient city known as Inu mm -hmm. or Onu. And it was the center uh, for a religious sect that worshipped the sun god Atom, who later is associated with Ra and Horus, okay? So this was like a real place that's still there in Cairo. Like there's a bunch of buildings around there now, probably a pizza hut around the corner, but there's like the ancient ruins of some of the temples that used to be in Heliopolis. So that's really cool that that this is like a real thing that they're trying to kind of acknowledge when they do these comics, right? Uh, sorry, I'm looking it up. <laughs> This was a bad idea putting me on the big question where I have no information. Like, I just don't know anything about this. So I'm like, oh, I'm actually like listening. I have a, a notepad next to me because well, I'm like writing read, down the names. You've probably read more Moon Knight stuff than I have. So you'll be helpful when yes. we actually get into some of these gods, okay? Yeah. But keep going, sorry. I, so keep yeah, going. so Heli Hel Heliopolis is like a real place that existed in Egypt. It's still there, still there in Cairo. Uh, you could go visit it if you wanted to. So check it out if you're ever in the area. But as we look ahead to the Moon Knight series, if you go to Cairo in the show, maybe there's a, a portal that can take you into the celestial Heliopolis located where the real Heliopolis used to be. Mm -hmm. So the Aeneid have been in Marvel Comics for a while. They were first mentioned in Captain America Comics number 20, from way back in 1942, Cap and Bucky are investigating the murder of a colonel who died in Egypt uh, and who was studying the Book of Toth. And so they mentioned the Aeneid there. But we don't actually see them in the comics mm. until around 1950 when they show up in Marvel Tales number 96. Now, Moon Knight doesn't even appear in the comics until 1975 uh, when he's in Werewolf by Night. And then he gets his series going in the 1980s. Uh, but these gods were well established before Moon Knight even came around. So that's a really cool thing. It's not like they had to go back and retcon all of this stuff into Marvel history. It was already there. Jessica, let's go through some of the gods we think could likely make an appearance in the Moon Knight series and how they fit in Marvel and real world history. Uh, won't that be a lot okay. of fun, huh? <laughs> won't that be a lot of fun? I have my... I ha I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready? I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. I love gods. What's <laughs> I love gods. I love all the gods. Please don't gods. smite me. I love gods. <laughs> gods, I pray to each and every one of you, each as Brandon one said one. earlier. Hey, and you know what? And you know what? I'm praying for you down there too, buddy. Don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, We're all praying. Oh. Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that here. We don't say that here. 
He who shall not be named. Satan's not such a bad guy. He gets a really bad rap, but I think it's, it's he just had a hard PR. time. He, he had a hard time. Uh, I don't want to get. He into was it. also set up for disaster. We're not going to get yeah, into yeah. this. Yeah. We're not gonna if you go back, if you go back to the old text, you know he's just an angel who fell. He had some questions. I think it's fair to have some questions. Nah, dude. And he got. I only he got kicked it. out of heaven. You know, I, I, yeah, it's the New Testament <laughs> that paints him in a bad light. But you go to the old. Let me tell you about stuff. it. Let me tell you about the devil. Okay. Let me tell you about the devil. <laughs> Go on. Continue. Okay, so let's start with the most <sighs> obvious of the Indian, who's mm. definitely going to show up in Moon Knight, Kanshu. okay? He's the yes. one we know about. He's that bird skull-looking motherfucker who's come to, has come to mess stuff up, right? <laughs> we definitely know that is going to be in Moon Knight, uh, as he is the patron god of Moon Knight, right? He's the one who gives Moon Knight his powers. In the comics, Kanshu started out as like a rather benevolent god in the initial run of Moon mm-hmm. Knight. Uh, back in the 1980s. More recently, he's been seen as more of an antagonistic figure to Mark Spector, right? Mm -hmm. Khonshu is, of course, based on the real Egyptian lunar god, Khonsu. There's no H. I don't know if you pronounce it the same, but there's no H in the Egyptian version of Khonshu. Khonshu was related uh, in Egyptian mythology to travel and the passage of time because he was related to the moon, you know? As we see, like, the sun as a god that's brought across the sky. The moon is a god that's brought across the sky. Uh, and that, you know, obviously the moon going across the sky, it's time. That's the passage of time. Mm-hmm. And Kanchu in uh, Egyptian mythology was also important to the creation of new life and all living creatures. So very important God. I love the definition you gave for him, that bird looking motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it sounds like you're ready to fight him. And to yeah, be yeah. honest, not not going back to the 80s one, but going back to all of the new versions of Moon Knight, you would want to fight him. He is a monster. He's not a good guy. Or at least his motives aren't. Yeah, yeah. They're certainly making out in the trailer to be like, he's going to be, he's scary. Uh, Mm -hmm. Moon Knight's scared of him, or at least Steven's scared of him. I don't know how Mark feels about him. So another god that might show up on the series uh, is Anubis. Some theories out there actually think that Ethan Hawke's character could turn out to be Anubis in the series. Spoiler alert, if that turns out to be true. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) I just said it. I just said it and I typed it on the internet. Oh, so you're saying it so I will yeah. fight you on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's on my it. burner account. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. it <laughs> they suggested I follow it on Twitter and I said, this guy's insane. That's okay. <laughs> what I received. This is Brandon's burner right here. You think he's going to play Anubis? <laughs> I think it would be very cool if Ethan Hawke's character, who seems to be leading this cult, maybe a death cult, turns out to be the god Anubis. Uh, and that's why Khonshu's trying to get Mark Spector to fight him. Uh, because, you know, he doesn't want Anubis stepping on his turf or whatever. Interesting. Okay. Well, and Anub- Anubis on. has some very, some very interesting motives that we're going to get into uh, as we keep going through some of these gods. Um, you know, Anubis in Marvel Comics is, of course, based on the Egyptian mythology of Anubis. Same spelling. And Anubis is that jackal-headed god who is the god of death and rebirth, along with funerals, mummification, and the afterlife. Anubis is the one that meets souls right as they die to judge their worthiness to enter the underworld. Um, and in the comics, Mark Spector meets Anubis when he's mortally wounded. So there definitely could be a way to introduce Anubis in this show. If it turns out that Ethan Hawke's not Anubis, if they show us a scene where like Mark Spector, you know, he's in a war somewhere and he dies... He could meet Anubis, and that leads to him meeting Khonshu and getting the powers. As I tease Jessica, Anubis actually has some interesting interactions with some of the other gods we're going to mention. So we're going to circle back to that in a second, okay? But Mm -hmm. do you think we might see Anubis in this since he's had such a prominent role in the comics? Absolutely. And if we, I I would hope we see him a lot, 
But if we didn't see an or see Anubis, if we didn't see Anubis a lot, I hope that we'd see Anubis within one of uh Mark's Mark or Jake or whoever. <laughs> any of us. <laughs> yeah, any of them. I hope he's following like a storyline to one of the characters. Yeah. Uh Anubis is probably my favorite part. And I don't know. I just think from seeing the trailers, Anubis is gonna look so cool coming out. So like Take advantage of that. Take advantage of having a walking Anubis walking around in a in like where in London, wherever they are. Yeah, right. Anubis is I mean, so cool. Uh, Anubis is so cool. When I was a young man, uh, a very pivotal film came out called Stargate, mm-hmm. which blew my mind. Oh, uh, it was oh. so awesome. Pre-series, like this is the one that started it all. And one of the coolest things mm-hmm. were seeing these humans with these metallic heads that represented Horus and Anubis and Ron. It was like mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I, even you know, just seeing Kanchu in the trailers, I'm so excited to see like Kanchu's gonna be scary. Around. Oh yeah, we're all gonna have nightmares. Kanchu and the con. I think. Well, do we think those scenes of Kanchu, like the bird, it's gonna be like a bird person, <laughs> gonna be <laughs> a, a bird, bird person. person. It's bird. It's bird person from or bird whatever from Rick and Morty. Do we I mean, think I it's just gonna it's be him? <laughs> They really brought in Dan Harmon to voice Kanchu. I mean, we know we Yeah, did. they're like, hey, look here. <laughs> they bring a lot of Adult Swim writers to do a bunch of Marvel movies already. Well, most of the people from Rick and Morty's writers are all doing like nerd things. Might as well just put Dan Harmon in <laughs> Moon Knight. That's his debut for the nerd world. Well, I, it's <laughs> F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham is playing Kanchu, I believe, in the series. But mm-hmm. it would be nice to have a nod to Bird person. That would be really great. Jessica, let's talk about the big dog at the top of this Aeneid pyramid. Ra! or Atom, Mm -hmm. or Amun-Ra. He's got a bunch of names, uh, but he's based on the actual Egyptian god, also known as Ra, Atom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, this is another straight transfer from the real Egyptian gods. So uh, Ra is the god of the sun, but he's also known as the king of the gods. So let's think of Ra as someone who's like Odin to the Asgardians. Maybe he's even more like Bor, because he's like the original god of the Aeneids, okay? Ra was an elder god and the son of Gaia, uh, and he was the progenitor of all the Aeneids. So if you go way, 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 way back in Marvel history, there's very, there's like nothingness, right? And then there's somethingness. Uh, and there's all these kind of elder spirits and gods that are protecting things and destroying evil and blah, 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 blah. And so there's all these demons on earth and the, uh, the elder goddess Gaia has a son named Ra, and he's the one who's supposed to go down to earth and like kill all the demons and stuff. He does that. Mm. Good job, Ra. Now you get to make your own gods. And so he becomes the daddy of all the Aeneid. And this is kind of similar to Egyptian mythology in that Ra was the father of all the other gods. So he's the top. He's he's the big daddy, okay? But one thing about him that's very interesting, he's pretty much unable to enter the earthly realm, mm. maybe because he's so powerful or so ancient. He can't really come down to earth. So he always has to find like an avatar or a champion to represent him on our plane. So I don't know if we'll ever, if we'll see like the true Ra in this show, right? But he might have someone represent him. Or it might be cool if like, it's a jumping spirit. Like all these random people keep coming up to Mark Spector and they're like, I'm Ra. No, no, I'm Ra now. No, I'm Ra, you know, and just keep like <laughs> I'm Ra. I'm Ra. coming to deliver messages or something like that. I don't think they're going to see them because if we want to make a second season, that's when we need to see them because they're such a big part. I think they're going to be mentioned a lot. Like, oh he's coming or something like there's gonna be always (laughs) like uh oh big bad's coming like it's coming but like i don't think we're gonna see him in the first 
Yeah, like I said, maybe we won't see the actual god, but just its representative, right? Just random strangers mm-hmm. being the avatar of Ra. And, you know, we mentioned that kind of quick shot we get of that throne mm. room looking thing in the trailer. And not all nine of the seats are full. There only seems to be like a couple figures in it. There's a bunch of statues, yeah. but there's not, it's not like every throne has like God in it. So yeah, maybe we won't see Rod. They'll just be like, ah, Rod's around. He's busy. He's doing his Raw stuff. Rod's, <laughs> Rod's doing their shit. And also if we do see someone as Raw, they could be only there to like try killing Mark or also just trying to like ruin things. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's going to be a small, short appearance, I think. Another interesting god to see on this series would be Osiris. Now, Osiris mm-hmm. doesn't have a ton of interaction with Moon Knight in the comics, but he would be really cool to see on this series. He's based on the Egyptian god Osiris, who was the god of fertility, agriculture, the afterlife, the dead, resurrection, life, and vegetation. A lot of things, basically. That can be some of the confusing stuff about Egyptian mythology. Sometimes these gods kind of covered similar things based on the region that was worshiping them. Uh, they kind of get moved around a lot. But um, what's most interesting about Osiris uh, as it relates to Marvel Comics uh, is that he is the father of Anubis, who we mentioned earlier. You see, Osiris oh. was caught knocking boots with Nephthys, who was the wife of Seth at the time. <laughs> so Seth- We love God drama. God drama is the best drama. This is some real God drama right here. Okay, so Seth is Mm -hmm. like another old school God uh, who was was Osiris's younger brother uh, and was one of like the ancient Aeneid gods, right? Uh, And so Osiris kind of knocks up with his wife and they have Anubis as an offspring. Osiris also had a wife at the time named Isis. It's a whole thing. But... um, (laughs) Uh, in real Egyptian mythology, uh, Seth, who's also known as Set without the H, um, he was really pissed about this. And he chop- he kills Osiris and chops him up into 14 pieces. Uh, and then his wife, Isis, has to put him back together. In Marvel Comics, similar things happen. There's this affair. Anubis is born. Instead of chopping him up, Seth locks Osiris, Horus, and Isis up in a temple, a pyramid in Egypt. And they're later freed by Odin. Some crazy stuff, Jessica. <laughs> a lot of drama, a lot of like, you know, uh, romantic relationships between gods. Um, I don't know if they want to get into all of this in Moon Knight, but I think it would be interesting if we see Osiris, mainly because it's the father of Anubis. So if Anubis is showing uh-huh. up, causing all this drama, Conchu's trying to fight him, all this stuff's going on. Maybe his dad shows up, Osiris, and it's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> What are you doing, Anubis? Oh, you're making me look bad. You're you making the family look bad. Yeah, you're making me look bad. Maybe turn off the TV, come down here for this. Yeah. Come down to Earth, hate this place. Trashy. Dirty. And then Anubis is like, you don't know what you're talking about, Dad. You you had an affair. You're sleeping around. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a bastard. You know, uh, uh, I'm the product <laughs> I'm of, a, a of an affair. This is, this is messed up. What do you expect from me, Dad? And just meanwhile, yeah, I'm every- just like, what is going on? I can't deal with all this. I'm the product of an affair. You did this. You, you did this. You did this to me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cool. I love this drama. Um, I st- I feel like it'd be adding too much if we threw him in there. This is just storyline me putting in my two cents. Uh, I think it'd be too much putting them in there. But I love that drama. And it, I feel like that drama still won't. Well, maybe they won't approach it in the series. That's the problem. Like, I feel like it's really fun in the comics, but maybe they just won't even address it in the series. Yeah, it might be a bit of a stretch. I know I'm really stretching here on this one, but I just like it because 
Osiris doesn't have a ton in the comics. And like I said, doesn't have a ton with Moon Knight. And if they really want to subvert mm. the expectations of the audience who might be reading up on Moon Knight, they could be like, well, here's a god you didn't even see coming, okay? <laughs> and he's pissed. That is and he's true. out for justice. They, they could give this, uh, they could give Osiris a better, not a better, um, more of a storyline, more of an arc. So that way it's more important to refer back to them. I just don't know how likely it would be to see them with Anubis. Okay. But I do okay. like the god nonetheless. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, love, love the god, him. don't know if we're going to see him. But Jessica, no, I've got a good one for you here. I got a really good one. For okay, you, okay, come on. Mm-hmm. Now, what would be really, really cool to see show up in Moon Knight would be the inclusion of Bast. Okay, okay. Bast, Bast, Bast. Now, if you're out there thinking I've heard that name before, it's because you have. Mm-hmm. Bast has already been referenced in the Black Panther film. She was the goddess in Wakandan legend who first showed Bashenga where to find the heart-shaped herb. If you remember that little story we get at the beginning of the Black Panther film, where they talk about the origins of Wakanda and the heart-shaped herb and the vibranium, uh, that all relates to Bast. Bast is like the main god or goddess that the Wakandans worship. And because this all takes place in Africa, you know, you have Egypt, you have a Wakanda, all of these gods are connected. So I think it'd be really cool to see Bast show up since it's already part so much a part of like Wakanda and the Black Panther storyline. It would be really cool to see Bass show up in that room, uh, talk to Mark Spector and kind of like really tie these series together. But it's it's really important to remember that in the comics, Bast has a very vast history with the Aeneid. Bast is of course based on the Egyptian goddess Bastet, who was a warrior goddess and protector of Ra and often depicted with a lion or panther head. Hence why she makes so much sense as the main goddess for Black Panther. In Marvel Comics, Bast is one of the oldest of the Aeneid and a direct child of Ra. So if you think of this like family tree we've kind of created here, you have Ra at the top. Ra has kids like Mm -hmm. Set, Osiris, uh, and of course Bast. I mentioned earlier how Anubis played a large role with some of these gods and their storylines. And now that we know some of these players, and I've kind of laid them out, I could share my the very interesting connection that I found in Marvel Comics. At one point in the past, Anubis tried to steal the throne of the celestial Heliopolis from Ra. And to accomplish this, he wanted to cut out Ra's heart and absorb his power. Okay, so this is very similar to the Asgardians again. Remember, Loki wanted to kill Odin, take over the throne and all that. He felt like Mm -hmm. he had a place there. Here we have it again. Okay, Uh, uh, we have Ra. We have his grandson Anubis, who's a bastard, who's born out of wedlock, right? Who's born of an affair. He wants to take over the celestial Heliopolis. And to do this, he's going to cut out Ra's heart and absorb his power. But Ra's a smart guy, okay? He's been around the block. He's an elder god. He's not going to let this happen. So he goes to his daughter, Mm -hmm. who he trusts the most, one of his eldest daughters, Bast. And he takes his heart out Mm -hmm. and he gives it to Bast for safekeeping. And what does Bast do with his heart? Well, Jessica, (laughs) she eats it. (laughs) No, no, she's nicer than that. She hides the heart in the center of Africa. And what does that heart do? Oh. It creates the heart-shaped herb, Jessica, which gives oh. the known as Black Panther their powers. Okay? Oh. So I know this is Bitch. a Moon Knight series. Okay? <laughs> this is a Moon Knight series, right? And we don't have a lot of time. It's a limited series. But man, if they get into the, this heart-shaped herb stuff mm-hmm. a little bit, it would be so Boy. cool to lay all this out. Mm-hmm. 
call them call them up now okay first off you either need to call up disney right now or they already know about this and they're already putting the steps forward they they just they just want any cross any kind of like we can put these two superheroes into the same world so badly that this is written already for them like for the next black panther they can talk about more of a uh, more about the herbs history than just what they know so i this and then we'll be like oh moon knight oh yeah and that's what i love about that is amazing uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I love about the Asgardians, right? They use a lot of our mythology to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do here with the Aeneid. Like, use these real Egyptian mythologies to help fuel these stories uh, and make it kind of that kind of real history, you know, that, that kind of real fictional history of our own world. Uh, it would be really cool. And if you have this explanation of where the heart-shaped herb comes from, they could just kind of sprinkle that in in this Moon Knight series. That would be so mm-hmm. cool. Um if it's you also so, remember, that's so sick. It's that, isn't that so? When I found that, I was like, holy that's crap, so it all ties together. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so sick. I'm going to so tell I could everybody see, about it. <laughs> I could see on this Moon Knight series how like Anubis is pissed off. Maybe he's trying to get to the heart shaped herb to get that power to take over mm. uh, like he wanted to do originally. Uh, and it's up to Moon Knight to stop him. Like that would be really, really cool. If you also remember uh, in the MCU film uh, Civil War, T'Challa tells us when he's talking about how his, his dad dies, that Bast and Sekhmet are the gods that bring the souls to the ancestral plane that the Wakandans believe in. Right. And of course they believe in it because we saw it. It's real. <laughs> Checkmate. Sekhmet is a is another god who exists in Egyptian mythology. She's a warrior goddess, and she's sometimes depicted as a lioness. So you have Bass and Sekhmet. They both have cat heads, whether they be lions or panthers or just a pretty little kitty. Real goddesses in Egyptian mythology, and they also exist within Marvel Comics, and they are Aeneids. So they're part of the Aeneids. So yeah, I think yeah. we could definitely see some of these in Moon Knight. You know, we're definitely going to see Khonshu. I'm 99% sure we're going to see Anubis. I think Anubis is a definitely going to show up. I thought Anubis was in the trailer, but maybe it's I think you kind of see like a jackal like, real fast. Right? You see something that looks That's like what I thought it was Anubis. Sometimes when you're watching these trailers, you're like, oh, I read the comic. I know this is the person. And then it's not at all. And you're just lying to yourself. So that could be me. I, oh God, after that Bast. I know. Don't you want to see Bast so bad? I, I want to just mention it. Just mention it, right. mention it so we know that it's gonna come up again. Right. Like just bring it up once so we know we're gonna get that story. That is so cool. You know, in that throne room that we see, we see those nine thrones, which mm-hmm. I think represent the Aeneid. And I really think Bass should be one of the, the gods that they introduce on this show, a woman in a red dress. I mean, what if that's Bass or Sekhmet, you know, that he's actually Ooh, talking yeah. to? Could be really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the show and to see all the cool Egyptian mythology they bring into it. If you haven't looked into Egyptian mythology, look into it. It's crazy. It's sexy as hell. It's sexy. I mean, all those all those mythologies, whether it's Greek or Norse or Egyptian, they have all these weird relationships that all the gods and goddesses get into and all these offspring that they have and they eat their children or they cut people up or they do all this crazy <laughs> they, stuff. They swallow their kids. They break their head <laughs> yeah. open. The kid yeah, jumps yeah. out. They yeah. turn into an eagle and go into the sun, get too close, Icarus. There's just so much. There's, there's so, so much that comes There's so it. much that's going on uh, in these storylines. I mean, a lot of times they're f***ing with us humans, right? They're messing with us. But man, they f*** with each other a lot. 
they are with each other a little bit too much the thing is when you with a god a god with another god is just like why would you do that because they'll just smite you like they'll just smite the people like someone's like oh i harvest grain and then zeus is gonna be like hey i'm gonna just throw a lightning bolt on it because you pissed me off I'm going to throw a lightning bolt at you. I'm also going to have sex with your wife. Uh, and yeah. then I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to turn around real quick and bang your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry. I'm wife. a god. What are you going to do about it? Stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> if you haven't already grabbed one of the limited edition latest obsession shirts inspired by the Batman over at NewRockStarsMerch.com, your time is running out, okay? Those shirts are going to disappear into the shadows just like our favorite caped crusader. They're going to walk. Slowly oh backwards God. into the darkness. Ugh. You know what I mean? So yeah, head on over to newrockstarsmerch.com. Uh, pick up one of those latest obsession shirts before they're gone forever. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help us bring the question to you. 72% of Americans report being tired every day. I know I am, but when was the last time any of us took a nap? A power nap helps you reset your body and brain to unlock the energy you need. If you want to empower your power nap, let Napjitsu help. Napjitsu's natural supplements were made by people who know how it feels to be tired and busy. Their patent-pending formulas have natural ingredients like B vitamins, guarana, and ginseng to give you a boost of energy without the crash later. Each Napjitsu product provides brain-boosting nootropics to unlock steady energy right when you need it. The result? your peak performance all day long. Napjitsu supplements are packaged into small packets so you can take them whenever and wherever you might need an energy boost. Whether you need to experience deeper sleep or unlock immediate lasting energy, each Napjitsu product is designed to help you achieve your optimal performance. Remember, the smart rest more, the wise rest better. Rest up and level up with Napjitsu. For a limited time, receive 30% off your first Napjitsu when you go to napjitsu.com slash big question. Go to napjitsu.com slash big question for 30% off your first purchase today. That's N-A-P-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash big question. Mama's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and watch every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you will also are given to someone in need. Aww. That's great. Bombas design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Ooh. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, like comfy performance style for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there in a good way. <laughs> Ooh, you ever like that feeling when you're going commando? This is, these are the underwear for you. <laughs> and did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one of every item you buy. Go to bombas.com slash big question and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash big question for 20% off bombas.com slash big question. Jessica, are you ready for the bite-sized question today? Yes, baby. <laughs> and you get ready for a little tasty morsel of a question. Here you go. This is from Stout Trout 83 on Twitter. Stout Trout wants to know, does Hulk need oxygens to survive? That's mm -hmm. an interesting question. 
How do you kill a Hulk? Well, mm. in Evil Hank Pym showed us the most grotesque way to do it is to blow that big green sucker up from the inside out. If you remember that What If that episode, jump, he knew how to get that sucker dead. He said, I'm going inside and I'm blowing that <laughs> shit up. But is there another way you could do it? Could you perhaps deprive the less than jolly green giant of oxygen to wipe it out? This is a very important question because it yeah. seems like he wouldn't. And as it turns out, Maybe not. Often when the Hulk was in environments without oxygen, it would be explained that he could survive by holding his breath for a really long time. There have been numerous instances in the comics where the Hulk has survived the vacuum of space or being submerged underwater and is either talking or making it clear that he's not holding his breath. As time went on, the Hulk became a being that would not only survive, but adapt. Because the Hulk is so hell-bent on living and dying really pisses him off more than anything, his body will often find ways to adapt to any situation to keep him alive. In Hulk number 77 from 2005, he battles a giant squid underwater and doesn't drown from a lack of oxygen, which uh, is insane, right? (laughs) Is insane. Is insane. He comes to the conclusion that his body developed a gland that produced an oxygenated fluorocarbon emulsion to keep him alive. He's like a liquid cooled computer, which. Yeah, yeah. That's no one would have ever defined as a Hulk. Did you ever see The Abyss, Jessica? That, uh, Mm-mm. The James Cameron movie, The Abyss. There's this great scene, and this was like a real thing. There's a liquid that they, uh, some scientists developed that you could breathe it, basically. If you let it fill your lungs, it was oxygenated enough that you could oh, still breathe. okay. So, yeah, like you said, like those computers that are liquid-cooled, you know, you just like stick them all in water and yeah. it still runs. That's basically the inside of the Hulk, right? So he's underwater fighting the squid, and he has his body develops a gland that just like makes this liquid really fast so that he can just breathe underwater basically but he has to stay as the hulk if he ever was just like yeah yeah oh this water's so cooling i'm gonna turn back into <laughs> like it's not oh i'm so fine. relaxed now <laughs> breathing underwater <laughs> <laughs> what if you were sipping margaritas on a sun-drenched beach turning brown instead of green i would be it's cool it's nice but the hulk so the hulk won't yeah, let I like himself turn back into banner when he's underwater right because then he would die so he's like i gotta stay home that's true i would hope not but if he's too relaxed and con- we'll get into it We'll get get into the debate. (laughs) Now can Bruce Banner survive underwater? (laughs) Now, now, there have been instances in the comics where it seems like the Hulk does need oxygen. There have been instances throughout Hulk's run where a lack of oxygen would cause Hulk to pass out and turn back into Banner. This was likely done more of a plot or the story than definitively saying that the Hulk is susceptible to oxygen deprivation, which makes complete sense because they probably just didn't want to justify that Bruce Banner can't survive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you read a lot of comics, Jessica. You know, like every now and then, like the writer will like change the powers of like a character for a storyline, you know? Mm. So it's like, like you said, throughout the comics, there's been times where they basically deprived the Hulk of oxygen and he passes out and turns back into Banner. But most of the time, the way Hulk is now, especially, he's like so OP, right? He's so powerful. You can't just deprive him of oxygen because he's just like survives through it. Because yeah. that's like the Hulk thing. 100%. You can't, you can't stop it. And like, you know, that's something in, that I know people complain about in the MCU where it's like, oh, they've really nerfed the Hulk. He's not as strong as he should be. But you kind of have to do that sometimes, right? He can't just be like an unkillable machine. Like you have to find ways to weaken him every now and then. For the purposes mm. of the story. But yeah, it's kind of crazy that yeah. the Hulk just survives. Like you can't. You the way, when you try and kill him, it just makes him stronger. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. It just makes the Hulk seem like he's indestructible, and he is not. 
So it's like, we need to remember and stay grounded in the comic book world that like, <laughs> he can still die. He can still die. Yeah, you and want I, him to have weaknesses. It makes him more relatable. You yes. Know, we, we and uh, yeah, you need him to have weaknesses. We've talked about it before. A big question. There's like that comic where like the Hulk lives till like the end of time and there's radioactive bugs. Oh, yes, yes, just yes, keep, yes, like, yes. Eating them alive and then his flesh just grows back. It's like, that's not a fun movie. I don't need to see that movie. So this box of scraps. If you were a god, Brandon. Wait, wait, you got to really think, intro uh, it. Give it. I'm doing it. No, no, give it. I, I, I was scraps. Oh, you want me to do the box yeah, yeah. scraps? Be like, uh, are you ready for uh, the box scraps? Are you ready for the box scraps? Oh, the I box like of scraps. Box of scraps. I'm excited for the box of scraps. <laughs> oh, God. Brandon, if you will, imagine if you were a okay. god. Mm. What would you be the god of? Mm. What would and be um, be realistic. <laughs> 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 and think about it, really. This is a serious question. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Well, I always, like, admired those gods that were, like, you know, like Dionysus, like the god of wine and parties and good times. Just right? a party? You just want a party? No, no, I'll go, I'll go a little deeper than that. I'll go a little deeper than, mm. than that, okay? Uh, I would be the god of bringing snacks to a late night party. You know what I mean? You're at a party, you've been having a good time, and then all of a sudden someone shows up at the door and they're, they, they're a little late, but they roll in with that box of like 20 tacos and they're like, this is for the party. And they'd be like, oh, praise Brandon, the god of late night snacks. He has provided once again. Like that would be what I would be the god of. And people would pray to me that I would show up late at night providing snacks for their get togethers, their shindigs, their fun times. That's what I would be the god. And like of. a god, and like a god, you'll have you'll have followers and you'll have people that criticize you. And I would be that one that criticized you because I'd be like, I'm tired of branding, bringing the damn Taco Bell for 10 deal. I want some chicken nuggets. I'd be irritated. <laughs> I have a no, very no, specific taste. It's not just tacos. Whatever you want provided. You oh, want so provide. it's like a buffet of snacks? So is it, yeah, is yeah. it just it's a whatever, dinner? It's almost like an ambrosia. It's like a hook scenario, Jessica. Like whatever you imagine yourself eating, it becomes real, okay? So if you want chicken nuggets, mm. boom, you get chicken nuggets. If if you want donor kebabs, boom, you get donor kebabs. If you just want french fries with mayonnaise and malt vinegar, that's what you get, okay? That's what and I'm going to provide to you. Malt liquor. Now, if you don't believe in me and you're and you're smited by me, what I bring is terrible. Like I just bring raisins, or I bring like tuna mm. salad. Ugh. I love a tuna salad, so go off, go okay. off, and punish me if you want. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I would love to be the goddess of death. Um, oh, 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 going hard, going hard. If I was a god, I'd want to be the goddess of death. But let's right. be realistic. I'd probably just be Hermes um, and <laughs> just be delivering mail. Uh, let's be honest with ourselves. I don't have what it takes to be the goddess of death. You gotta believe in yourself, I'll Jessica. Work. You could be the goddess of death. That's the first reason why I would be Hermes. Because <laughs> I have no confidence. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'll just get, I'll be the FedEx. I'll, I'll sprint over here real quick. I'll, I'll be like, can you sign for this, Zeus? No? Okay, I'll return it. <laughs> People hate me. But I would want to be Hella for sure. Oh, why wouldn't I want to be her? Oh, I um, want to be Hella. Because oh, get out of here. It seems like a lot of work, but Hella makes it look fun. And that's what I like. I love a villain. I would want to be a villain, but I don't think I have the capability to like kill my loved ones. <laughs> so I, I don't think I could be Hella. 
I think we could get you there, Jessica. I think we could get you there. I don't know. I love too many people. That's why I'm Hermes. <laughs> I'm willing to do too much for the people I love. Oh, you guys, get in the comments and tell us what god you would want to be. Um, whether it's the goddess of death, uh, the goddess of delivering packages, uh, or even the god of snacks, as uh, Brandon said. Basically, if you want to be a, a cracker barrel, <laughs> that's what Brandon just said. I'm the, I'm the god of cracker barrel. Oh, please get that, God, that cracker barrel it. sampler any day of the week. Uncle Herschel's Uncle oh, Herschel's breakfast. Boom, here it is. Boom. I brought you a biscuit bigger than your head. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. You guys, that was the big question. That was the box of scraps. That was everything that me and Brandon could give you possibly today. Um, thank you, Brandon, for joining me or actually letting me join you on this very we shared it equally. ambitious we shared endeavor. It equally, Jessica. We shared it equally. We shared it, but like I learned I'm the one taking away everything, <laughs> taking away all the knowledge. Num, 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 num. I'm eating it. So thank you, Brandon. Thank you, me. Thank you, um, New Rockstars. You can follow Brandon at Grin and Barrick. You can follow me at Lulu underscore Clemens. Follow New Rockstars at New Rockstars here on YouTube and all social media platforms. And make sure to hit that notification bell. Like, subscribe, comment. And if you want to continue the conversation on our New Rockstars Discord server is now open to the public. If you're over 18. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be 18. If you're over 18, click the link from the New Rockstars Discord server in the description below. Bye. Bye, folks.